0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Jennifer Rinaldo thought she'd hit a home run when she married a former ball player named Jack. Jack said he was
1: a professional baseball player, he was a successful businessman. I really
0: thought Jack was a catch. But Jack Ranallo was playing a very different kind of
2: game. Jack was a manipulator. He manipulated people's feelings. He preyed on their weaknesses.
0: And when the shocking truth about his past was revealed, Jennifer was forced to cry foul.
2: When I ran his prints, there were three different names attached.
1: There's so much mystery that the police still don't even know who he is.
0: When it comes to love and marriage, Things aren't always as they seem. Jennifer Renalo always knew it took hard work to make a marriage last. But if love and affection are no longer there, sometimes all you can do is throw in the towel. My first marriage, um, we got married when we were young.
1: I was 19 years old, and things just got hectic. We grew
0: apart. And I just didn't feel appreciated, and our marriage ended. In early 2000, 30-year-old Jennifer was a single mom supporting herself and her three sons. She was just getting used to being on her own again when she spotted an intriguing stranger at her local Rhode Island shopping mall.
1: I was out at the mall with one of my children, and I was in line, and he was standing behind me talking about music and he said something that interested me, so I
0: turned around and started a conversation. The man introduced himself as Jack Rinalo, a music licensor from Baltimore, Maryland, who was in town for a conference. Jennifer was instantly charmed. He seemed so smart
1: and so sweet and so polite. It just made me want to know more about him.
0: Before they parted, Jack gave Jennifer his email address, and the two began a flirtatious correspondence. We would email each other every day.
1: We would instant message. We would talk for hours. He just seemed so interested in everything about me. He just made me feel like I was the only person in the world that mattered. Jack told me he was 39 years old. He had never been married before. He owned his own music licensing business, and he told me he made substantial amounts of money because several of his songs were in big movies, they would be on commercials, and I thought, wow, this guy
0: is something, you know? He's he's very successful. Even though he made his money in the music business, Jack told Jennifer his true passion was baseball. Jack told me that he played triple-A baseball. He was a
1: pitcher, and was very promising, and then he was unfortunately injured and had to stop. Despite that setback, Jack seemed like a man at the top of his game. Our relationship developed over a period of several months. He came up for a few visits and stayed in hotels. He met my
0: sons.
2: I like that he was very easygoing. My mom liked him a lot.
0: It all seemed so perfect. Until one day, four months into their relationship, When Jennifer discovered something about Jack that left her puzzled.
1: One day, I went to the hotel to meet Jack. We were going to go to lunch. We went down to his rented car and got in, and he realized that he left something in the room and had to run back up. So I stayed in the car. He had left his wallet in the center console, and I just thought, I wonder if he has any pictures. So, me being curious, I just happened to open the wallet and I saw his driver's license. And I noticed that the date of birth didn't make any sense. It was 1955, and he told me his birthday was in 1961. And I thought, how odd.
0: Even stranger was Jack's reaction when Jennifer asked him about it. He flew off the handle. He really got irate and... He
1: yelled at me and said I had no business looking through his personal things. And he said it was a mistake at motor vehicles, and he was going to have it fixed. I thought, wow, he's getting so upset over nothing. And then I thought, well, you know, I did look in his wallet. That is a personal place.
0: Jennifer wasn't about to let a typo get in the way of her happiness, so she quickly forgot about the incident. Over the next few months, the couple's romance continued to blossom. Jack moved from Baltimore to Rhode Island, And by April, 2001, Jennifer and Jack were man and wife. Our
1: wedding was private. We basically eloped because it was my second marriage. I didn't really want to make a big deal about it and have a big wedding. I just wanted it to be us. And he was was fine with that.
2: Jennifer felt that Jack was her knight in shining armor. And he seemed to be blending right into the family
0: it seemed Jennifer had finally found her fairy tale. But Jack was no Prince Charming, and in time, his dark past would catch up with him. The evening of December 19th, 2007, Jennifer was at home preparing dinner when there was a knock at the front door. It was the police, and they were looking for Jack. They said,
1: we're we're here to arrest him. And they didn't tell me why, they said, ask him. Before I knew it, the police had cuffs on Jack and they were leading him outside the door.
0: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much,
3: Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for your year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer, a morning person or night person, abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. In the spring of
0: 2001, ten years before her husband was arrested, Jennifer Ranallo felt lucky to have married such a hard-working man. After Jack and I got married and
1: he moved in, he was working from our basement office, and he would be down there from very early in the morning to late at night on the phone, on the computer
0: working all the time. Jack's music licensing business seemed to be going so well that Jennifer didn't think twice about putting his name on the deed to her house. And she was more than happy to trust her new husband with the household finances.
1: Jack told me that he would be paying the mortgage, he would handle all the monthly bills, that I didn't need to open up the mail, he would take care of everything. I had no reason to worry about the finances because he always had money. He
0: always gave me money to spend Since money was no object, Jennifer quit her job, and for once in her life, she allowed herself to be spoiled and enjoy every minute of it. But just three years later, in 2004, Jack's finances took a hit. Jack's business at that time seemed to be not doing as well. He
1: never gave me specifics, but I think there was a point where he stopped giving me money every week. I felt like I needed to go back to work. I wanted to have my own money. I still never paid any of the bills. I was asking if he needed any help. And he would tell me, everything's fine. Everything's being taken care of. Don't
0: worry about it. Despite her husband's reassurances, Jennifer went back to work. While Jack began yearning for the good old days of his past. Jack loved to talk about baseball. He would tell me about his
1: pitching days and how great he was.
2: Jack loved playing catch with us. He loved going out to the fields and hitting us fly balls. He always talked about he wanted to play again.
0: So in the spring of 2006, when Jack was offered a chance to work with a local kids baseball team, it wasn't a surprise that he jumped at the opportunity.
1: He would go to every single practice, and he became very good friends with the parents and the captain of the team and the manager of the team, and the kids loved him. The parents thought he was wonderful, and he just seemed
0: to be really in his element when
1: he was with the baseball team.
0: Later that year, Jack announced he'd come up with a new venture that would combine his two passions, baseball and business. Jack wanted to have a baseball
1: academy where he could train children. Jack indicated that there wouldn't be a big investment. I thought it was just a great way for him to get involved and to do what he loved to do because he missed it so much.
0: Over the next year, Jack had a ball coaching the team, and Jennifer was thrilled to see her husband so happy. Everything was going so well until November of 2007, when Jennifer got a shocking phone call straight out of left field.
1: The bank called me at home one day to tell me that my husband had written two $10,000 checks on my account. There obviously wasn't enough money in the accounts to cover the checks, so I told the bank to go ahead and stop payment on the checks. I just
0: didn't know what was happening. I couldn't understand why he would do this. Dumbfounded, Jennifer confronted Jack who reluctantly admitted that all was not well with the baseball academy. Jack told her he was being pressured to pay for warehouse space that was originally promised to him free of charge. He talked as if they were trying to run
1: a scam on him, charging him a great deal of money. He told me he felt threatened and felt he had to write the checks because he felt like some harm
0: would come to him if he didn't. Confused, Jennifer tried to forgive the forged checks and move on. But she couldn't help but wonder if Jack was capable of forgery, did he have something else up his sleeve? Everything
1: became suspect. And then you start replaying things in your head to try to remember if you saw
0: something or you heard something. And it was driving me crazy. It wouldn't be long before Jennifer found out just what her husband was up to.
2: I haven't seen anybody quite as crafty as Mr. Ronaldo.
0: I opened the mail, and my jaw just dropped. In November of 2007, Jennifer Ranallo was trying to forgive her husband for forging her signature on two $10,000 checks. But just a month later, she was thrown yet another curveball. I had come home from work one day. I started to prepare dinner.
1: My son walked through the door and said, Mom, the police are here. They're looking for Jack. They said, we're we're here to arrest him. And they didn't tell me why. They said, ask him. I was just thinking, this has to be a mistake. When Jack came upstairs, the police took him into custody. Jack told me it was a misunderstanding. It had to do with the checks and that once he explained, it would be fine.
0: Jack was charged with writing bad checks and released a few hours later, pending a court date to determine his punishment. Once home, Jack did his best to put Jennifer's mind at ease. He assured me that he was going to take care of
1: everything. It wasn't a big problem. It wasn't a big deal. And he would handle it, and for me not to worry about it. And I thought, I'm going to let him take care of this, and I'm not going to worry about it.
0: But the Rhode Island State Police detectives weren't so easily convinced they decided to do some digging into Jack's past, and what they discovered was stunning.
2: When I ran his prints, there was actually three different names that were attached to those fingerprints, one being Jack Rinalo, uh, Jack Norris, and Jack Dorvis. Um, they were connected to uh, numerous arrests uh, dating back to the early 80s in the state of Florida.
0: Investigators learned that Jack had a lengthy rap sheet that included petty theft, forgery, and financial scams. Detectives decided to keep a wary eye on Jack Ranallo as they continued trying to determine who he really was. Meanwhile, back in Cumberland, Jennifer just wanted her life with Jack to get back to normal. But on February 25, 2008, things took an unfortunate turn. I was at work and the phone rang
1: and my co-worker answered it and said, your husband's on the phone, he said, it's an emergency. I went to the phone and it was Jack and he said, I've been arrested. He didn't tell me why. He just very calmly told me what I needed to do and
0: to meet him down at the state police. Jennifer rushed to the police station. Once there, the detectives delivered a stunning blow. The detective
1: told me that the baseball team that he was running was a scam and that these people were angry and wanted their money back. I thought this can't be. I don't understand what's happening, but this has to be a mistake.
0: The police told Jennifer they believed Jack's baseball academy was a scheme to con the players' parents out of thousands of dollars. I just wanted to get him out of there. It was a chaotic situation. They were saying he was a
1: criminal, and it made no sense to me. Jack spent the night in jail, and the next day he was released on bond. When Jack got home, he seemed very beaten. He was really upset. I wanted to know what was going on, and I needed him to explain it to me. And he basically told me um, that the baseball parents were unhappy. They thought they should be getting more for their money.
0: Jack claimed it was all a classic case of overbearing parents blaming him for their children's shortcomings. And he said not to worry a thing about it. He would take care of it. I believed him. Jennifer wanted to trust Jack. But on June 6, 2011... When Jack's case finally made its way before a judge, Jennifer had to admit her husband's actions didn't seem like those of an innocent man.
2: I have not seen anybody try that hard to get out of court proceedings. The day the trial started, Mr. Analo asked the judge if he could go to the bathroom on uh, several occasions, uh, indicating that he had some sort of stomach virus. The second day of the trial, Mr. Analo did not show up claiming he had some heart palpitations. The judge ordered his medical records to be reviewed um, by the court. Those documents proved that there was, in fact, no medical issues uh, with Mr. Ranallo. The judge then uh, found Mr. Ranallo in contempt of court for providing false information to the court, and he was locked up for six months on a contempt charge.
1: There were a lot of excuses to delay the trial, and at this time I was kind of getting to the point where I had had enough of it. I thought, this just doesn't seem right.
0: Before long, her lingering doubts were cemented. With Jack in prison on contempt charges, Jennifer did her best to hold the family together. When she opened the mail for the first time in years, it would be strike three for Jack. If someone could lie to you about basic things, what other things
1: were they lying about?
2: It was all just stuff that he had made up, and I figured nothing he had ever told me was true.
0: In June of 2011, Jennifer Rinaldo's husband, Jack, was in jail, and Jennifer took over the job of managing the family's finances. It was a true wake-up call. I got home from work. I took the mail out of the mailbox and spread it
1: out on the counter, and all it was were bills after bills after bills. I opened them up. I found a large package from the mortgage company stating that they were foreclosing on my home in three weeks' time. And that
0: wasn't all.
1: I opened the water bill, the electric bill, the gas bill. They were $12,000, $8,000, $5,000. Jack had not paid the utility bills in five years, and I was just in awe. And I began making phone calls to find out how this happened. And I was told he was writing letters stating that someone in our home was terminally ill That's why they hadn't shut anything off. That's why they allowed him to not pay the bills. Jennifer was finally forced to see her husband's true colors. I began to question everything about him, where he was from, who he was, his entire existence. If someone could lie to you about basic things like paying utility bills, what other things were they
0: lying about? Desperate to learn the truth, Jennifer reached out to investigators on her husband's case. She was shocked by what she learned.
1: The detective came to my home, we sat down, and he had a folder in front of him. He started telling me just incredible things that I didn't know.
2: Jack Granallo is a habitual con man. When we looked into his background and were able to discover that he began this activity, as far as we can tell, back in the early 1980s, uh, it seems like that's all he knows how to do. And unfortunately, he's pretty good at it.
1: There's so much mystery that the police still don't even know his true last name. They don't know his true date of birth. They don't know his social security number.
0: He just has no identity, really. He, nobody knows who he is. The detective told Jennifer that in 1983, Jack had been in trouble in Florida for petty theft. He moved to Maryland, where in 1999, he landed in hot water for running his first fake baseball academy. When Jack landed in Rhode Island, he was up to his old antics again. Jack had come up with a plot to scam the families of young baseball players out of more than $60,000. And detectives were now certain they knew how he had done it.
2: Mr. Ronaldo presented the fact that he was a former professional baseball player for the Baltimore Orioles and that he still had affiliation with the team. The parents had to pay a $3,000 uh, fee to join this team. And uh, what Mr. Inalo explained to the parents was that this fee um, would be matched by the Baltimore Orioles throughout the season.
0: Jack had also convinced one of the parents to loan him another $30,000 to help with the team's startup costs.
2: The money itself uh, never went towards anything towards the team. We were able to determine that he used the money for his own personal gain.
1: When I found out the baseball academy was a scam, I was just really disappointed. I thought, you know, he... Took advantage of not only the families, but the children as well. They had big dreams, and I just, I felt terrible for them because they had big hopes and they were crushed.
0: With so many strikes against him, Jennifer decided it was time for Jack to be benched for good. At that point, I did
1: rethink everything that happened. Every word he said to me, every time he spoke of his family, his friends as a child, I thought, are these people real? Is anyone real? I just was more curious to know what was actually true and what wasn't. But I knew I would never get the answers. So I cut off all
0: communications. I filed for divorce. On December 6th, 2011, Jack Ranallo pleaded no contest to the charges of obtaining money under false pretenses, fraudulent checks, and filing false documents. He was sentenced to two and a half years in prison, followed by 12 and a half years of probation. He must pay restitution to the victims of his scam.
2: Mr. Ranallo has the ability to make people believe that everything he says uh, is true and accurate. I believe there could be other victims out there from uh, similar uh, type fraud cases that we're unaware of at this time.
0: Today, Jennifer Renalo is back to being a single mother. We moved into an apartment,
1: into a less expensive town, in a less desirable area. I had to pick up a second job. My credit after all of this is beyond bad. I'll likely have to file bankruptcy to to start over
0: again. The support from her family and her three sons have given her the strength to stay positive and keep moving forward.
2: Jennifer is doing well. She's a go-getter. She's got a lot of spunk in her. I do not worry about my daughter at all.
1: We're very strong people. We stick together. And I have wonderful children who are pretty close to being adults now. So they understand and they're very aware of everything and they don't ask for anything. We'll make it. I know we will.
0: Nickelodeon was kid everything. But that marked one of the darkest chapters. Three predators worked at Nickelodeon.
2: It made me wonder who was being hurt. Quiet on set. An ID true crime event. Sunday, March
1: 17th at 9. On ID and stream on Max.